0: Greetings friends, my name is Derek Ingram Jr. And for a few moments I want to talk to you about the mystery of Judas. I've been reading this commentary by the Practical Christianity Foundation and it's actually about the book of St. John. And my focus today is actually chapter 13. In this chapter, we see something amazing. We see what we, as the Christian church, know of as the Lord's Supper, which was actually our Lord's last Passover meal here while He walked the earth. And I, and I want to talk about three things that, I, that I've that gleaned from reading this wonderful commentary. That I would like to share with you. The first thing that I've noticed. um, You remember after the meal was done. Right there in John 13. Our Lord gets down. And he begins to wash the disciples feet. Now it is said that. This practice was something that. The servants. Of the household would do to the invited guests, you know, after making the journey by foot, you know, to show their guests appreciation, this was something that they did to make them feel comfortable, so our Lord takes on the role of a servant, and he begins to wash his disciples feet, I think that was amazing. It showed us great humility. I know that this is not a popular practice in the church of our Lord, but what a what a humbling experience it is. I know my pastor is one that partakes in this and he washes all of the feet of the leaders of the church. And I, and I thought that that was amazing. But... To see our Lord here, our prime example, getting down and, I mean, in pure humility, and he's washing the feet of his followers. But it gets deeper than that, because the thing that's that's so amazing is that the one that would betray him was among those he washed that night. He had hurtful knowledge of his betrayer. Judas was there. And with the knowledge that Judas would eventually betray him that night, in a few moments, our Lord still washed his feet anyhow. And I, I think that that's amazing. That, that shows you the level of of love that our Lord not only has for us but He expects us to ascribe to in spite of the knowledge of the hurt. I know that for a lot of us the way we react to one another is based on the hurt that we've received from one another. But our Lord is showing us a prime example here and he's going beyond the hurt and he is not treating Judas any less than the others but he's washing his feet also and the third thing that I want to mention is that although we've been hurt although we've been abused by those that we've we've held dear. Those that are of the church, that are of the fellowship. We are expected to follow our Lord in this example. Because on this night, on this stage, at his last supper, he did not allow the magnitude of his betrayer. He did not allow the the knowledge of the hurt that would eventually befall him to stop him from loving Judas just the same as all the others. But he loved him just the same. And it was that love that propelled our Lord to the cross. So I know that as you hear this, As a body of believers, we all are faced with the reminders and the scars of yesterday's hurt. And I know it's not easy, but it's possible. When we look at the life of our Lord, He didn't just know on that fateful night that Judas was betraying, but He knew before the foundation of the world, that one of his chosen, gets the word now, chosen would be the one to hand them over to the Roman centurion, and the rest would be history, a history that eventually brought us into the household of faith and eternally in the kingdom of God. So tonight... I just want to encourage somebody, I want to encourage you to not allow your hurt, don't allow your hurt from causing you to minister, don't allow your hurt to stop you from reaching your full potential and conquering that mountain which is your destiny. Because your hurt is not for your downfall, but for your uprising in God. Be blessed, encouraged, and strengthened. Blessings on you.